Easter Church. I hope you're having a great Lord's Day on this blessed uh, Resurrection Sunday. Uh, I wanted to look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, beginning with verse 1, and I've entitled the message, Christ Arose. So what? Uh, somebody told me that one time. So I know Christ arose. What does that mean to me? And so that's what we're going to try to look at. Uh, Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, beginning with verse 1, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received, and in which you stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died, for our sins, according to the scriptures, and that he was raised and buried, and he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. That he was seen by Cephas, also called Peter. Then by the twelve, after that he was seen by over five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain to the present, but some have fallen asleep. In other words, Paul saying some of the witnesses had died. After that he was seen by James and by all the apostles, then last of all, he was seen by me also as one born out of due time. There's a lot of confusion in our day. Uh, like I said, what does Easter really mean? And what does that mean to me that Christ arose? A Sunday school teacher was wondering if she was doing a good job. And so bravely she asked her children, what does Easter really mean? What's the meaning? Why do we celebrate Easter? One little boy uh, raised his hand and said, I know, I know. She said, okay, what does Easter mean, Johnny? And Johnny said, it's when you eat a great big turkey and everybody sits around too full and watches football on Sunday. He said, no, 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 that's, that's not it, that's not it, said the teacher. I know, I know, said little Susie. Well, Susie, what is it? It's when you get this pine tree and you cover it with ornaments and you give presents and it's just a happy day. No, Susie, that's not either. Finally, little Sam piped up and said, "It's we celebrate Easter because Jesus died, and then uh, he was killed, and they put him in a tomb and left him there for three days. And the teacher thought to herself, oh, Sam, you've got it, you've got it. But then Sam continued, and then everybody gathers around the tomb, 
And if Jesus comes out and sees his shadow, he has to go back in for seven weeks. Oh, confusion about Easter. More importantly, you see, we need to know more than just what Easter means. What does it mean to me specifically? Easter means that Jesus did die on a cross. That he was put in a tomb. That he did rise victoriously over death and hell and sin the third day. That is the true meaning of Easter. But too many people talk to me like, yeah, but what does that mean to me now? You see, it doesn't mean anything unless this happens. Easter must mean. A surrender of our lives to Jesus as our personal Savior and Lord. Easter must mean a surrender to Jesus of our lives as our personal Lord and Savior. You see, the meaning of Easter is a theological matter. The fact of Easter is a historical matter. But the benefits of Easter are a personal matter. And I want to just look at a few of the benefits First of all, in verses 1 through 4 of our text, I see that Easter means we matter. Easter means we matter. That's the first personal benefit of Easter. Again, in those verses, the Apostle Paul says, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel, which I preached to you, which also you received, in which you stand, by which you also are saved if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. You see, the message of Easter is very plain. Our world today doesn't make us feel like we matter. Some folks feel like they're just a number, a cog in a machine, that their life doesn't really have purpose. You need to understand that Easter proves once and for all that life has meaning, that we do matter to God above all else. It does mean that we matter and our life has purpose. Thomas Aquinas said that in each soul there's a small spot that yearns for meaning. For purpose. And unfortunately, many people go through their whole lives and never find it. When we find the Christ of Easter as our personal Lord and Savior, we discover that we matter to God Almighty. You see, Jesus' resurrection proved once and for all, forevermore, the meaning of Easter that we matter. Christ died an atoning death. That means he sacrificed, he shed his blood to pay the penalty, to buy us back from sin, to atone for us, to make payment for us. You see, it proves that we have individual value and worth. That's what John 3.16 says that we quote all the time. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might have life. He who believes is not condemned. He who believes not is condemned already. Luke 19.10 Jesus gave these words on why we matter. 
He said, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. One of my favorite verses is 1 John 4.14. The Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. The meaning of Easter is Jesus came to die and rise again so that we might have eternal life. God's eternal purposes were fulfilled when Jesus died on that cross and rose from the dead. And the resurrection of Jesus tells us we matter. You see, if Christ hadn't arose, we wouldn't have any purpose or meaning in life. But he did. And if you've rejected Christ's death and resurrection, it doesn't mean anything to you. You're still in your sins. You're dying. You're facing an eternity apart from God in a place the Bible calls hell. But if you have accepted Christ, it means your life matters and God has a purpose for you in His kingdom. A purpose for me in His kingdom. A purpose that is eternal. A purpose that has lasting meaning. That means my life counts for God and your life counts for God. The second thing I see is in verses 5 through 8. It's this, Easter means this life is worth living now. Easter means this life is worth living now. It says in those verses, And he was seen by Cephas, then by the twelve. After that he was seen by over five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain to the present, but some have fallen asleep. After that he was seen by James, then by all the apostles. Then last of all, who was seen by me also as one born out of due time. I want you to think about it. Think about the destruction the disciples faced. You see, they had followed Jesus for over three long, hard years. They had invested their lives in the work he would set up for them. They had left everything to follow him. They placed all their personal hopes and their national hopes on him, believing he was the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed of God. And he was. But they didn't know what kind of Messiah. They figured it was a political Messiah, that he would come and throw off the Roman yoke and restore Israel to the greatness of David's time or Solomon's time or even greater. Jesus didn't come to do that. You see, everything in their world was destroyed, turned upside down. The breath was knocked out of them. Their dreams and hopes were crushed because on that good Friday, Jesus died on that cross. And everything they had worked for seemed very cruelly destroyed by this world. They hid in fear Worried that they too would be crucified and executed as Jesus had. But remember, that was on Friday. And in God's plan, the crucifixion was not the end of the story. You see, because not only did they face destruction, they also received new direction. What do I mean by that? You see, the disciples learned something that all of us need to remember. The cross wasn't the end of the plan. After the cross came the resurrection. The cross and the resurrection are the hope 
of all of Christianity. They're the heart of the gospel message that Jesus came. He lived a sinless life. He died on the cross in my place and your place. He rose from the dead. He ascended to the Father, and one day he's coming back. And if we will accept his work that he did on the cross and repent of our sins and place our faith in him, we will be saved. And one day we'll be raised as Jesus was raised. We need to understand that. You see, they got new direction because he began to have his resurrection appearances to them to prove that he had really risen from the dead. He appeared to Peter in a special way to reinstall him. He appeared to his half-brother James so he would believe. He appeared to the disciples apart from Thomas or the apostles and then all the apostles. And he appeared to the apostle Paul on the Damascus Road when he blinded him and asked, Why are you persecuting me? Because the church belongs to Jesus. You see... These men received new direction because they received hope eternal. Their lives were transformed from cowards to courageous. They went from being the sniveling to the snorting. And there's a difference. You need to understand they went from fearful to fearless. The same men who had crucified Jesus, they stood before and said, You crucified the Lord of glory. The only explanation is they knew they had a risen Savior. And everything that he said had come true. Everything that he promised had come to pass. And they knew their hope was in him. You see, if you're looking for meaning, if you're looking for something that life is worth living right now, you find it in Jesus Christ and a personal relationship with him. You see, He is our hope, He is our strength, that this life isn't all there is, that this frustration, that the suffering we see isn't all there is. That He conquered the grave and death and hell, and we have hope because of Him. We serve a living Savior. And you see, we need to know that life has meaning, We need to know that life, this life, is worth living right now because He promised to be with us. He promised to give us His joy. He promised to work all things together for our good. The Bible is full of promises only for those who place their faith and trust in Jesus and repent of their sins. Have you done that? If not, this Easter, in the privacy of your home where you're watching me, you need to pray that prayer and ask Christ to be your Lord and Savior, the boss of your life. You repent of your sins and know only He can pay that price. The third thing is in verse 20 of this chapter. Easter means we're supposed to live in hope. Paul said, but now Christ is risen from the dead and become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. He goes on, For since by man came death, and by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all Christ die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. Do we understand that? Do you understand that we're made alive? The Bible says if anyone is in Christ, 
They are a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. The Bible says as surely as he arose, there will be a resurrection for us. Unless he comes back and we are raised in the air to be with him. You need to understand that Easter means we have hope. Because of the resurrection we live in the hope of life eternal. And life that means something right now. You see, I think we need to, to visit some other scriptures to remember our hope. In John chapter 11. It says, or in John chapter 10 verses 15 through 18. Jesus said in verse 14, I am the good shepherd, I know my sheep, and am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep, for us. And other sheep I have which are not in this fold, the Gentiles, that's us. Them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Therefore my Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down myself. And I have the power to lay it down. I have the power to take it again. This command I received from my Father. See, Jesus died and rose again because he had the power to do that. John 15, verses 25 and 26. Jesus is talking to Martha. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He believes in me, though he may die, yet shall he live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Do you believe that? Even though physical death may come, we will never die the second death, the spiritual death, the separation from God, because we've placed our faith in Jesus Christ. We live in that hope. They can take away everything from us, but they cannot take our salvation. Jesus said that I hold them in my hand and no one can snatch them out of my hand. And he said, my father, who is greater than I, holds them in his hand and no one can take them out of the father's hand. We have security, hope. If you don't have hope of eternal life, you need to. You need to repent. You need to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. But not only that. As you go out to do the essential things, like buying groceries or going to the doctor and staying in, and you're wearing your protection, remember to share the hope you have this Easter season. People are looking for hope during this pandemic. People need to hear about Jesus. When they ask you, aren't you afraid? Can you say, this life isn't all there is. I've already prepared for the next life. My Savior is Jesus. Do you know my Savior? And you can introduce them to Jesus right where you are. It won't take you but about three minutes. The final thing is this. See, Easter means that life has meaning. Easter means that life is worth living now. Easter means we're supposed to live in hope, Christians. But Easter also means we have the victory. In the last few verses of 1 Corinthians 15, verses 55 through 58, it says this, O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, 
always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. You see, our labor is not in vain in the Lord. God takes everything down. He knows what we're doing, that we're living for Him. See, we don't have to live in fear or defeat or desperation. We serve a risen, living Savior. There's a song that says, He walks with me and He talks with me and He tells me I am His own. And through our Bible study and prayer times, we can hear Him speaking to us through the power of the Holy Spirit who resides in us. You see, we don't have to worry. We have victory. What is that song that says, Christ arose, Christ arose. He arose, a victor from the dark domain. He lives forever with the saints to reign. Hallelujah, Christ arose. That's where we're at. I would encourage you to think about that. You see, the fog of life isn't the end. A fog in life or difficult circumstances just means to look to God for the victory. Easter means, and it has to mean, for it to be any significance to our life, that we surrender our lives to Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. And you have to do that publicly. You have to tell folks you've done that. And you have to live for Him. Okay? And He gives us the power to do that. And it makes a difference in every day of our life when we realize life does have meaning. When it realizes that that life can be hopeful, that life can be victorious, that, that life is worth living right now. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundant. Or abundantly, it didn't mean things. It mean a peace that passes understanding. It means the joy of our salvation. It means God's presence walking with us day by day. Now He blesses our life with physical things, abundant things. But those aren't the gift. Jesus is the gift. Eternal life in Him, with Him, is the gift. Remember that this Easter Sunday. Let's pray. Father God, Thank you for all your blessings. Thank you uh, for this Easter Sunday morning. Jesus, thank you that you were willing to lay your life down and take it back up again. You laid it down for my sin and for the sins of others around this world. Lord, you took it up again to give us hope as you won victory over death and the grave and hell and sin. And Father... Right now, to those listening to me who have not accepted Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, help them to pray right now. Just, dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. My only hope is to turn from my sins and place my faith in you, and I do that. Be the boss of my life. Be my Savior. In Jesus' name. And Father, be with those who are Christians to tell others to live joyfully, to live in hope. So we'll show what the true meaning of Easter is. These things I pray in Christ's blessed name. Amen. Thanks for your attention, church. Keep watching. Keep safe. Your staff loves you. Your deacon body loves you. Can't wait for this to be over. Continue praying for our missionaries, our medical folks, 
our military, uh, those that are sick and afflicted, and those who have lost loved ones. Pray for one another. Be safe. Bye. Well, Brother Gary has asked the deacons to make a short video during this trying time in our church. And I have to say that uh, I've been a deacon in Gaspar Baptist Church for about 45, 46 years, and I've ne never tried to do anything like this, but I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, our church is uh, going through some trying times. Our, our families are going through some trying times. Uh, our nation is going through some trying times. But Brother Gary has asked us to share maybe a, a word of encouragement. And I'd like to attempt to do that. Uh, whenever this all began, uh, and we decided that we would have to uh, curtail our meeting together for a time, the deacons were really worried about, uh, especially about the financial health of the church while this was going on. But I can say I've been amazed at how good the giving has continued to be. And that is very important for the health of our church. It's important for the health of God's kingdom. Uh, I received a letter recently from Sonny Tucker, uh, Arkansas Baptist State Convention, and it broke down the, the money that our church had uh, given toward the cooperative program and, and toward missions. Uh, last year, our church gave 17000 three hundred and nine dollars and seventy-two tenths. We gave nine hundred and ninety dollars to Dixie Jackson. Six hundred and eighty dollars to Annie Armstrong. Four hundred and ten dollars to the Children's Home. And two hundred dollars to the Baptist Collegiate Ministry. A total of contributions of $19,589.72. And what so encouraged me about this is in the letter he wrote, it is a great honor to serve alongside you in all Arkansas Baptists as we carry the good news of Jesus Christ to the people of Arkansas and the world. I want to personally thank you for your faithful and generous gifts through the cooperative program which God used to change many lives during the last year. Let me briefly share just a few of the incredible things God did right here in Arkansas within the last year. 1,296 collegiate evangelicals led 918 people to the Lord. Decisions made by 2,019 campers attending Camp Siloam included 436 professions of faith, 189 recommitments, 105 interests in baptism, 
and 56 missions and ministry callings. Approximately 20 new church plants in Arkansas have led a combined 659 people to Christ. The Arkansas Baptist Foundation made 2,019 distributions of $26,789,668 with over 64% being sent directly to uh, Arkansas Baptist Southern Churches and Entities and Ministries. The Acts 1-8 one-day mission trip in Batesville, Arkansas and Mountain View, Arkansas distributed over 6,000 meals and 10,700 Bibles. Super Summer and Super Kids 2019 campus had approximately 3,481 participants with approximately 170 campers being called to salvation or ministry. I, I don't know about you, but that encourages and that warms my heart to say that, that our, our working together with other Arkansas Baptist churches has done so much good in, the, in, the, in God's kingdom work. Uh, during these times, uh, one scripture has come to my mind that has encouraged me, and it's in Romans 8 and 28, and I think probably all of you know this verse of scripture. It says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. And I believe even though we're going through this, I believe that God is going to use it. He's going to use it to further his kingdom because I know we love God and we're going to get through this with God's help. You know, uh, one of the questions that was asked on, on the... Uh, the letter I got when Brother Gary asked us to do this was uh, what hymn are you thinking of as you're going through this trying time and what comes to my mind is my favorite hymn it's the one that I've sung many a time riding on the tractor cutting or raking or baling hay and that song is how great they are thou art and uh, God is great, and he's going to get us through this. And the deacons would like to let you know that if there's anything we can do for any of our members, please let us know. Thank you. Integrity. 
Savior lives.